super grateful to be with you, DG. Always, it's a, a, a life. Um, yeah, it's a lifeline for me personally during this time of of prayer and of connection and just having the steadiness of it, it being something that is every day, same time. It's, it's built such a um, impression. And so mm. those of us that are joining on, I think a lot of us, I'm seeing a lot of familiar faces and super grateful that you guys are joining in each morning. And if you're not familiar with prayer, the first time that's jo you're joining in, uh, just find a comfortable seat. Just uh, take a moment right now in your life, just to pause, find that comfortable seat, find that stillness. You can bring your palms to your heart if that feels comfortable for you if you're called. And prayer is this beautiful opportunity for us. Any moment in our life, whether the storms are coming, whether the sun is shining, the joys, the sorrows, all the dualities of this life, we have an opportunity through each moment of our life to reconnect to what does not change, what is constant. So in our prayer today, my Lord, please wake me up. I may be awake, my physical body and my mind, but my soul remains asleep. Please wake up my soul. You let us know that the nature of our soul is, is eternity, is happiness and bliss and full illumination, but I experience so much darkness, so much forgetfulness. So much of my life is spent in forgetfulness of you, missing those opportunities for what I'm truly seeking seeking to serve, seeking to love. Nothing in the world satisfies my soul. That my soul and that all of our souls are satisfied through giving and receiving love in connection with you, in connection with all of your children. But I forget that so often. I think that I'm the controller in this world. I think that by doing what what I think is most important by carrying out my plan that I'll be happy and that I'll bring happiness into others' lives. But it's your plan. I want to submit myself to your plan in my life. I want to be an instrument of your grace, of your love. And Lord, today, please make us instruments. Please help us to feel connected to you as we move throughout our day whatever it is that we're doing. Help us to remember you. Help us to remember that it's not in the doing that we experience fulfillment, joy, love, connection. It's in the being. It's in remembering you, and offering all of our actions, offering our life, offering our soul to you. That's what I'm seeking today, my Lord. And please help us to awaken a little bit more Please help us to awaken all those beautiful divine qualities of our soul. Help us to express those in love and in service toward you and toward all your children today. Let us feel that in our own lives, the great joy of giving and receiving your love. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Hare Rama. Hare Rama. Hare Rama.
Beautiful. Thank you so much, Vera. Thank you so much. Welcome all the beautiful souls. Welcome all the Zoom souls on here. We're seeing more and more, a few more Zoom souls coming up. Angelica, good to see you on Zoom for the first time. We got Vivi joining in from Zurich. We've got Pat Dunphy coming in from Jersey. We got Chandler coming in from Chandler. I don't know where you are. I don't know if you're in Jersey Florida. Or, or Mexico, Florida. She's in Florida. Got Caroline 2216. I don't know where you are, Caroline, but I see you every morning. Brajarani. So many beautiful souls joining in on Instagram Live as well as here on Good to see Brent here as well. We got Brand Yoga Navy. coming all the way from Eastern Europe. Eastern Europe, yes. And so uh, it's very, very, very exciting. Very, very, very grateful. Um, uh, as always, I got like a million things on, on my mind and my heart. <laughs> things are coming up from yesterday, from this morning. Things coming up during your prayer, questions I had, uh, verses that were coming up, things I had. And so, but... Uh, uh, the first question I have is just, how are you doing, Vera? I'm doing good, yeah. I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling right now a, a beautiful tension between uh, the tension of vulnerability, hmm. the tension of revelation of my heart, um, and also the, um, yeah, like, okay, recognizing my own weakness in life and, and recognizing that it's not by my doing that, I'm going to experience grace. It's not by my doing, you know, alone. Um, and so, yeah, the vulnerability of, of really recognizing um, my inability on my own, my inability to connect with God, that it does take grace. Mm. And, uh, and it also, it does take effort. And so this tension, right, there's this tension between, man, like surrender and like, God, I can't do this, you know, like what, what, you know, there's like, there's like, okay, like this feeling of, wow, will, will I, will I receive that grace? You know, will I be able to maintain that connection throughout my life? Mm. And then also like, yes, yes, I will, you know, and like the effort and the energy and stepping into, you know, what I know brings me closer to God. And so just feeling the, the vulnerability and the tension of those, those two spaces, you know, mm. almost like the despair and the, um, and the, and the yearning, you know, mm. you know, the despair and, and which could lead toward hopelessness if you let it go down that spiral, you know, or the, the upward spiral, which is like the despair and the, the feeling of disconnection that leads to a deeper vulnerability and a deeper surrender mm. and, 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 a, and a recognition that it's not by my doing alone. It's, it's, it's really by uh, recognizing that it's, um, it, it takes grace. And so... Mm. I'm in that space and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm appreciating being in that space and I'm appreciating, yeah, feeling that tension and feeling mm. that, feeling that that is the tension of the path of spiritual life. That, that is the tension, you know, it's, mm. if I, if I'm, if I'm going down the downward spiral of hopelessness and I forget, mm. you know, I forget everything and it doesn't, doesn't necessarily yeah. serve, you know, and if I'm mm. just going through this upward spiral, then I have the tendency to, Okay, I'm happy, I'm content, and then I have the tendency to forget God in those moments as well, and mm. to forget really what my soul is yearning for in that deep connection. And so mm. that's, uh, that, is, uh, that is where I am at this morning. That's a beautiful place. You know, so I, somebody said that there, there are certain problems that we need to solve, and there are certain tensions that never solve, we simply need to learn how to manage. 
Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes you're mentioning living in this tension and we think, oh, how do I make this tension go away? Yeah. Um, I think it's more of how do I learn to navigate this tension because it's a good tension. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's a tension that will always be there because there's these two super valuable aspects of my life, my, my, my confidence and my humility together. Um, and that it's like, I, I, I don't eliminate either of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I eliminate the, the, the confidence of knowing that I've got this, mm-hmm. got this. And the humility of like, I don't got this. <laughs> I, I don't got this. I need help. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's like, you know, you don't, it's, it's kind of like both are true simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and that's a tension that's kind of like always, always there. And, and the tendency is when we feel that tension, we want to hit the eject button or to think something's wrong. Or I think, I think the hardest tendency is to look out and think that no one else seems to be managing this tension. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, everyone else seems just like figured it out. And I'm kind of like stuck in this, like grinding it out. You know what I mean? But it's like, everyone else has like figured it out mm-hmm. somehow they figured it out somehow. And I'm still just kind of like, I'm still like tying my shoelaces and you know, at the starting line. And so um, a question that came up as you were talking about that, that you were saying like, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I can't do this, for example. And I just wanted to ask what, what you mean by like, when we say this, or can I do this? Or, you know, you were talking about like weakness and, and I just want to know like, what were you referring to weakness and refer in reference to, or, I can't yeah. do this. Like what specifically? Like, if you can elaborate that a little bit more. Yeah, through the uh, through the storms of life. It's like you know the analogy mm. that I'm thinking of that comes to my mind is like uh, you know we're we're all on a journey. We're all backpacking. Mm. We're all backpackers, right? And mm. uh, and and we're we're going through the journey of life, and we're going through treacherous terrains, and you know we're 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 trying to advance we're trying to con- just to continue on the path just to keep walking uh in, in god consciousness mm-hmm. this, this is what i'm talking about for myself right now and mm-hmm. and um and so okay and, and through that i remember when i was a kid i, I was uh eight years old and i was backpacking with my parents mm-hmm. it was just before my 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 mom and my stepfather got married we went on a backpacking trip if you mm-hmm. want to see what your family's made of go on a backpacking trip together <laughs> 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 they they uh they ended up getting married but it was you know they, they really got to see we all got to see true colors we all got to see you mm. know what's underneath the surface and uh yeah and and i remember one we were going on a day hike we so we hiked up this mountain in new mexico and we had our base camp and we we're going on a day hike and we came to the top of this ridge and it's just beautiful day i mean it's insanely yeah. beautiful not a cloud in the sky and and we've hiked yes. up this crazy scrambling up this ridge and we get to the top of this ridge and mm. right on the other side of the ridge, it's like the clouds of devastation. It's literally, it's like a, it's an ice storm. That's like, mm. that's growling at us, you know? And, and there's no, you're not running back down the way we came up. You know, it's, it's, um, it's going to take time. It's going to take effort and it's going to take uh, being very, very careful. And so literally within one, two minutes after we come to the top of this ridge, the most mm. beautiful, picturesque day ever, it's pouring down freezing rain on mm. me, my dad, my brother. And now we're on our butts sliding down, you know, like hundreds of yards of this basically, you know, not a cliff, but like a very, very steep hill. And I remember, I remember my hands being frozen, mm. my body hurt hurt my whole body was freezing my dad was rubbing my skin and rubbing and it was burning and burning and burning 
and it was one of the most intense experiences of, of my life, one of the most intense physical experiences of my life. And, and I think about that story because I think about how many storms have I experienced internally? You know, mm. as I'm journeying through life, I've ex I experienced storms. You know, we mm. all experience storms, no question about it. We all experience storms. Mm -hmm. And and what I'm talking about is, you know, to like, I can't do this alone, is that mm. I've tried to weather those storms with my own intelligence. I've tried to weather mm. those storms, you know, with my own efforts, with my own abilities, trying to think it through, trying to plan it through, trying to mm. create the solutions or just being mired, being stuck in mm. that storm and mm. feeling alone mm -hmm. in it, feeling, you know, yeah. disconnected and alone yeah. through that time. And so... That's what I'm talking about in life is that in those internal storms, you know, in those, those incredible difficulties that I found at those times, you know, while I'm in it, it's like I, I, my default is like self-reliance and forgetfulness mm. of God, you know? And then it's like, yeah. it's like this, it's, it's this like effort of like letting go of mm. myself and all the limiting beliefs, yeah. and all the limitations that come with the condition mind and the conditioned ego yeah. actually just like man baba this is exactly what you were looking for this is exactly what you're asking for mm. you're asking for this closeness with god you're asking to experience god in every moment of your life and now you're being given a test mm. you know now you're being given this intense experience to you know to surrender and uh yeah and it's yeah. intense as hell and so in that yeah it's not just me you know that that God is walking with me, you know, yeah. every moment of my life. And, and so many friends also are walking with me step by step and to, wow. to share that journey. So it's beautiful, man. Yeah. That's, um, that's why I don't go camping. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so <laughs> Jeff and I, we're, we're Jeff and I, we got a little backpacking thing going. We're, DG, we're gonna bring you out. We'll bring you out for some day hikes. I'm not the biggest outdoorsman, but I, I, I'm woman. But my wife loves camping, and um, I, I mean, I, I do love getting outdoors. Maybe I was just spoiled growing up in Southern California. I took it for granted. But uh, a comedian that I, I love humor, and a comedian that I, I listened to, he was he was talking about how his wife. So I was like, yeah, people people used to go camping all the time, and he was like, yes, that's before they invented the house. <laughs> No, I'm just dragging on it, but uh, but but I'm hearing it's 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 I mean it's it's interesting also. I mean that's that's a lot of times you know when you read Vedic literature sometimes you hear about you know stories. If you read Shri Bhagavatam, if you a lot of our friends tune into our good friends and teachers Raghunath and Kastubi, they have a, a daily yoga podcast, Yoga Wisdom of the Sages, um, where they're reading through the Shri Bhagavatam, and there's a lot of and another in another also in the, the Bhagavad Gita itself, uh, uh, um, classic yogic literature starts with Arjuna wanting to literally run away from home, run away from his duty and go to the forest. You kind of hear, you kind of hear this, this rhetoric of going to the forest or, or Dhruva Maharaj, Shema Bhagavatam left and went to the forest or, you know, Vidura in the beginning of Shema Bhagavatam left and went to the forest. He had this big family trauma, so to speak, this big family. And he responded by, you know, I'm going to renounce everything and I'm going to go to the forest. And you kind of have this, this, this even in retired Vedic, Vedic, vernacular entire and um retired life they it's called vanaprast vanaprast literally means living in the van in the forest mm. and so um we the journey home or you know our spiritual teacher radna Swami writes the journey home where he just basically you know um when he he originally was going to europe for like a summer just to kind of you know a, a break from college to go and just experience life 
And after two days of being there, they woke up, they were camping and they were totally robbed. Mm. You know, all their money and everything was taken away. There was three of them. And the one person who kind of had most of the money that was taken, he was like, I'm out of here. I'm going back to America now. And he left and, and Radnat saw me at the time. He wasn't, he wasn't Radnat saw me then. Um, but uh, he was in a 19 year old American young man and in Europe. And he just said, you know, he looked at a flower and it's just like this flower. He said it was a little seed and it submitted itself to the earth. And by surrendering just the sunshine and rain, something beautiful blossomed out of it. So let's just surrender to circumstance and let's just continue our journey and see where it leads us. Mm. You know what I mean? And he eventually made his way to the Himalayas in India. And he lived as a, you know, a mendicant, a beggar in India. But this whole concept is that many people will go out it, uh, traditionally, you know, historically, out, in, out into nature because it forces us with our sense of surrender and, and vulnerability. Mm. You know what I mean? Where I am, I am, um, you know, it's like, today it's like, where does food come from? Food comes from the grocery store. You know what I mean? Or it's like, it's the, it comes, and we're kind of from the fridge. Comes from the fridge, you know what I mean? And we have, we have this first real, almost kind of visceral experience that in America would be never, I was talking to my mom the other day, she's in California and she was like, I never in my life thought this would ever happen in this country where you go to a store and there's no food. It's like, how did that happen? You know, and it's like the first time where people have panic attacks because they're walking into a supermarket and there's no bread on the shelf or there's no basic needs that we need or there's a two hour line for Costco, you know? And so, but you people will traditionally go into nature and you kind of are reminded of your, um, it kind of awakens a sort of spiritual conscience in you because you get, you know, India Ari is a, is a singer songwriter. She's a, uh, one, of my, one of my favorite artists. She wrote this song, God is real. And she said, this is how I know God is real. And she basically just goes through all her, like a walk through nature, seeing, seeing the fish, seeing the birds, seeing, she said, I see fire, I see wind, I see, I see rain, I see the fish, I see these things. And it's kind of like, you see the miracles of life and you also realize like, I am so utterly dependent like on just the breath, on my food, on my experience, like you were, just, everything you were experiencing, you were sharing was so real and so intense. Yeah. And it was like, in that moment, I just literally day to day and depending on a higher power just to provide my sustenance, mm -hmm. what to speak of my protection, et cetera. And so as, as, as uh, much as indoorsmen like myself, you know, we don't go camping and stuff, but it's been a spiritual practice for millennia where people going to nature, going to the forest to experience to find God and experience mm -hmm. God. Uh, John Muir in California, he said that nature is God's temple. Mm -hmm. you know? So there, there is a beauty to it. You are, you're, you're, get, you're getting my appetite up. I'm gonna go <laughs> check on my gear right now. <laughs> I got Jeff and Madhavapuri on here. We're ready to do a backpacking trip. We're ready to get out there in the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm appreciating it. I, one of the things that's, that's so powerful, you know, and just as you were talking about it is, um, is is to enter back into a simpler way of living, you know, and yes. to, to see what's actually, what's, <laughs> what's necessary for life, you know, yes. what's necessary for life really can fit on a backpack, fit in a backpack. Mm. Wow. And, um, so, <laughs> that sounds like an REI slogan. It's <laughs> yeah. necessary for life can fit in a backpack. Yeah, definitely. And then just the analogies of it. I mean, you're bringing up so many things and it's, it's something that, um, and in, in our yoga teacher trainings, we talk mm. about this dependence, you know, and where does that dependence come? And, 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 um, and then an analogy I love using is backpacking, 
you know, because mm. backpacking really, it's just like you, you can see all the key components of a spiritual path on that mm. journey, you know, and, and mm. we talk about a few specifically, there's so many, I mean, literally every single part of it is an analogy. The whole thing becomes this beautiful, beautiful picture of, of what's actually needed in our spiritual path. And uh, okay, you know, so, um, okay, a, a goal, right? There's a goal to our path, you know? There, is, um, there are people that have walked the path before us that are more experienced, especially if we're gonna go for like a, a serious goal. If we're gonna try to hike to the top of Everest or Kilimanjaro or some massive mountain that takes so much skill and experience, we're gonna have guides. We're gonna have guides with us, you know? We're, generally, we're not gonna do it on our own. You know, a lot of times, you know, we're going to have a buddy with us or a couple friends. Mm -hmm. Like we're walking the path with our friends and our sangha. We've got our compass. You know, we're, we're able mm -hmm. to find our direction at any point. We have our map, right? We have our guidebooks. The compass is like the super soul, you know, like this beautiful, beautiful analogy. And mm -hmm. it's like, wow, what does it actually take to navigate the path of life? What does it actually take to navigate our spiritual life, you know, in integrity in a way which is going to lead to success? I mean, we've heard of so many people trying to, you know, do those treacherous hikes on their own and, and you know, it doesn't end. It's not pretty, you know, um, go through way, way more hardship than is necessary. You know, whereas if we were to submit ourselves to somebody that's, that has more experience, we would just take so much mm. of that pressure and, and, and um, so much yeah. of the, uh, the fear would be removed and, and so much more knowledge and insight would come so we could navigate it effectively, you know? Yeah. And so the analogy could literally just pull it out, the whole thing. And it's, it's, it's really a, it's a fun one to meditate on, especially if yes. you're, regardless of if you're outdoors or not, you know, regardless. Yes. If we're going on any trip, if we're going on any journey, you know, the journey mm. home, the journey of life, like we'll yes. find all those elements are there. Yeah. Uh, Damodar Yoga, our good friend out in, in Tucson, he said, we're going to kidnap Doyle and take him camping. All right, let's gonna, do it. Yeah, and, and the next time I hear a knock at the door, I am not answering. <laughs> we, had a, we had another good friend here say, Arumar Andrew Alger um, mentioned that barefoot in nature is one of the most amazing therapies. You know, it's so interesting. Somebody just shared that with me. Um, that uh, there was this movie, I think it's called Earthing, Earthing Movement or something like that, like, how the earth releases so many healthy, I don't know, what is it? Uh, electric magnetic waves that are healing to the body, like mm -hmm. touching the earth, which in you, I mean, some people out there, I know you guys are out there at farms or different people and you're like, yeah, I touch the earth every day. Like I'm in New York city and I'm not going anywhere for a little while, you know, and it's, uh, you know, earthing, it's called earthing. And, um, and, uh, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, it's like I'm making it a practice. I mean, today it's a little bit rainy, but as soon as the sun comes out a little bit spring, it's like, you know, we're social distancing, but it's like, I'm going to go find a park, take off my shoes and just walk barefoot on the earth. Mm -hmm. It's like to, re to like totally reconnect ourselves. And there's something about the, the magnificence of Mother Earth, of nature, of, of the ocean, of the sky. You look at it and you realize, oh my God, like life is so much bigger mm. than my own little world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. life is so much bigger than my own little world and i am on a journey you know i'm a, I'm, I'm a california but i'm california and there's a company out there that um i, I like i just it, it's um their 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 catchphrase or their tagline is just passing through mm -hmm. and i at the company began in 1984 which is when i was born i was born in 1984 and so some of their t-shirts say just passing through since 1984 
And I think that's, that's me. That's me. You know, like if we recognize that I am just a spirit soul, that's just like, you know, I'm eternal. I existed before this body and I was after this body. And this, you know, whether this 35 year old Italian, you know, California boy who now lives in New York, you know, is just temporary identity. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just passing through and I'm on a journey. So it's like, where am I coming from? And more importantly, where am I going? Mm -hmm. And as you're saying, it's like, it's like, I'm, I'm literally on a hiking trip mm -hmm. through this material world. Mm -hmm. And this body is the vehicle. This is the sleeping bag I have for today. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I've got my tools and I've got my map, which is spiritual literature. Mm -hmm. I've got my companions, which are my spiritual association. And it's just like, and I think that, you know, the compass is, you know, um, Richard Rohr is a beautiful author that I like to quote. He says, you know, my, my homesickness is my only compass. Mm. Like that yearning of the heart for something wow. more, for something beyond. That's my compass. Like there's something, there's Prabhupada, Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada would say so beautifully, there's a pinprick in the, in the, in the introduction to Srila Bhagavatam. There's a pinprick in society. Mm. There's something kind of like knowing like every, we have everything we need material, but there's a little pinprick. There's a little sand in the sweet rice. There's a little something that's not quite right. And there's like, you know, there was a huge article, you know, some of us are, are sports fans and, um, you know, there was a big article, uh, Tom Brady, who's, you know, arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks of football, NFL, American football of all time. And after he won, like he's won more Super Bowls or titles than anybody. And there's a, there's a, there's a, an interview with him after he won like his first few Super Bowls. He was literally just like, you know, he was asking this question, like, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I've had everything I ever wanted. I'm just wondering, is this it? Like, is, is this it? Like I've done everything now and, and that's what life is. It was almost kind of like you have accomplished everything you can and you're asking the question, is, is this it? So there's that pinprick and it's like, where am I going? It's not earning a bunch of money or getting success or a bunch of Instagram followers. And stuff. It's like, I'm on a spiritual journey back home. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how can I keep that focus? It's almost like every day we just need to refocus ourselves. Oh, you know what I mean? Don't eat, don't eat those berries. No, those are bad berries. Don't eat those berries. Don't associate with those, those living entities. They will hurt you. They will eat you. And it's like, stay focused, you know? And so it's just passing through since 1984. And we're on one big hiking trip back to the spiritual world. Love it, DJ. Yeah. It's so, such a, uh, yeah, it's so beautiful. That pinprick, you know, that, that um, yearning to be back home, that, that being the the compass, right? That being the indicator, you know, and and, and us really listening to that calling. Such a such a beautiful point. I just want to meditate on that mm. for the right. rest of my rest of my life. You right. Know? You know, that it's and it's something that we brought up as a theme so much and, and really is is alive for me in my life. And you know, as is reading later chapters of Bhagavad Gita, mm. Krishna Krishna's not just, you know, the sunshine. You know, Krishna's not just, you know, our divine beloved, the, the absolute truth, you know, our source mm -hmm. is not just the happy times, yes. right? That's not, he's not limited to that. She's not limited to that. You know, that there's through the struggle, through the challenge, through the storms, you know, those are the right, it's that feeling inside, that internal feeling, that compass that's moving us back toward our goal, moving us yeah. back toward you know, connection with the divine connection with ourselves spiritually. And so yeah. just loving, loving that analogy and really being with mm -hmm. that. I mean, that takes, it takes an immense amount of courage. I was talking to a friend last night and she was like, she was like, I run from that. I run from that feeling. 
you know yeah. I, I run from that feeling because it's it's intense you know yes. it's like who you know we read in Bhagavatam you know where Queen Kunti she's talking about she's calling on those calamities she's calling on the storms because through the storms, it's brought her close. It's, it's brought her consciousness closer and closer to her mm. divine beloved. And yeah. so it's something that, you know, I, I remember when I was, you know, oh my God, there's so many funny stories. I remember I was totally, infat <laughs> totally infatuated with this girl when I was 20 years old. And I had, up until this point in my life, I had not experienced like, like being so into somebody that I kind of like lost myself. Like maybe mm. like I, I had the, the mutual, like, you know, infatuation with in relationships, but this was like, I was totally into this person and they were just like, eh, whatever, you know, like it was, <laughs> I was, I felt like such a, an unvalidated loser, you know, but I was like desperate for that validation, you know? Oh man. I, I remember being in Vrindavan and I was, I'm in India, you know, and I'm, I'm there with my, my godfather. He's, re he's just retired. I'm going to help him settle. And, you know, and, uh, and I'm in Vrindavan and I remember I'm in Vrindavan and I'm, you know, I probably thought about Krishna like twice the whole time I was there. I was definitely thinking about this girl 99.9% you know, <laughs> of the time I was there. And, uh, and I'm praying because the attachment is, it's like ripping me apart from within. It's so brutal. Mm. It's so intense, you know, and, and it's so, um, it's so vulnerable. It's so raw. It's so like in this helpless condition, I'm praying to Krishna, I'm praying to Radha, my dear mother, please help me. Please help remove this attachment from this attachment from my heart. Please help me to become detached and, mm. and, to, and to still be in this relationship. You know, like, please help me to become detached. You know, I'm praying for detachment. I'm praying for mm. detachment. Two months later, I come back from India. You know, we're cruising. It seems like everything's going good in the relationship. And it was like, go bam, you know, like the, the, the crashing blow of being, you know, thrown to the curb like a, you know, chewed up apple core, you know like just being dumped cold hearted without a, no, without mm. any explanation. And I remember, I was like, what am I praying? And, and then it was like two weeks later that like, it was just gone. Like that attachment was gone from my heart. It was, it was bewildering. I was like, how, I was like, I literally do not, like it's gone. Like I, and it, and it sent me on this journey of, of, of looking for God. It sent me on this journey of, mm. of not wanting to live a selfish life anymore. And it's a whole, it's a, a funny story and an intense story. Um, just to keep it brief, I didn't know what I was praying for. I did not know what I was praying for. I didn't know mm. what is, how is God going to come into my life? I'm praying mm. for detachment. I'm praying for detachment of what I mm. think is good for me. And I'm praying for attachment to come closer. I had no idea what that was going to be like. Mm. No idea. If I knew what that was going to be like, I'm not sure if I would have prayed with the same sincerity. <laughs> I'm not sure. But then, okay, yeah. but then as, as I came through that storm, it was the greatest, most liberating, most transformative experience, one of the most transformative experiences of my life. Mm. So when I'm praying every day to be an instrument of, uh, you know, to be connected to God's grace throughout everything that's taken place in my life, you know, mm. to, to yes. see everything in my life, my Lord, I want to see everything in my life with your hand, that it's happening for me, that it's happening for my transformation. That's what I want to be connected to. That's what I want to see. That means storms. Mm. That means yeah. some storms are going to come in. That means totally. just the, the comfortable position that we find ourselves in, that's going to be shaken a little bit so yeah. that we have opportunities. So we have opportunities to, through difficulty, through challenge, through whatever it is, 
to be able to submit ourselves again, yes. be able to connect back again, because that's what we want. We want it to be unconditional. We want it to be, no mm. matter what's going on in my life, I love you. No matter what's mm. going on in my life, I love you, DG. You could not mm. do anything to stop me from loving you. Mm. That's the love that we're looking for. You know? mm. so, so that means, okay, let's, let's, uh, let's go on a backpacking journey together. And let's, let's do it. Let's keep loving each other through it, you know? Yes. So, so that's the... Yeah. That's you know, your story. You're sticking to it. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. And it's not just... Uh, yeah, you know, it's in, in, in those prayers. It's like the illumination that comes after that storm. You know, I remember times like rolling around, like almost drowning and like what it feels like to come on the shore after, you know, or like going through a rainstorm backpacking and then what it feels like when the sun comes out after that and you make it through and you make it to your destination. Like, it's so yeah. empowering, so fulfilling. Yeah. So like the barriers and the boundaries of life just break off, you know, and that love yeah. becomes, and that, that commitment becomes more and more unconditional. Yeah, so beautiful. Somebody said, I like praying for the attachment or the unknown of what you need. Beautiful, so beautiful. So many things are coming to my mind I wanted to share, but we are, we what are, are your fresh thoughts, out of time. DG and and closing. Well, we are, we are close out of, out of closing. I was, I, was, I, was, I was thinking of two things. I was thinking two things that I wanted to just maybe do, we can close with the two readings. I thought of this when you first did your morning prayer early at the beginning. Um, um, well, the first thing I thought is I was just, you know, as you were speaking, I was just like, mm-hmm, yeah. I felt like I was like listening to like a Martin Luther King Jr. speech and I was one of those people in the crowd being like, mm-hmm, yeah, amen. You know, and you were just like, you were just like preaching it. So I was loving that and, and feeling grateful. And then also, um, you, you said at the beginning of your prayer of waking up, and I was thinking of this song by Bhaktivinoda Thakur, uh, a Bengali saint about, lived about 100 plus years ago. Jeev Jago, Jeev Jago, he says. And I was looking at this song, he says, wake up sleeping souls, wake up sleeping souls. How long will you sleep in the lap of the witch called Maya illusion? You have forgotten the way of devotional service and are lost in the world of birth and death. Like we're lost in the, sometimes this material world is compared to a, a dense, deep, dark forest. We're lost in this forest because we're on this backpacking trip. He says, I've come just to save you. Other than myself, who is your friend in this world? I have brought the medicine that will wipe out the disease of illusion which you are suffering. Take this Maha Mantra, this divine chanting, this Hare Krishna Mantra, this, this, this Kirtan. Sri the Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, I fall at the Lord's feet having taken this Maha Mantra. And so I was just saying, like, you know, we're just, it's, it's really a process of waking up our, our souls. Mm -hmm. And um, the last thing that I was going to say is I thought of this, and this relates very much to, I think, the dependency, dependency upon nature as you're, as you're talking. Um, was earlier, we had our good friend, DKNY, Davey, uh, Davey Kumari was uh, tuned in, which is an old, old friend. It was at one point uh, uh, um, uh, the director of operations at the Bhakti Center, you know, maybe around eight, eight years ago or so. And it reminds me of all the gratitude to people who have come before us. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, when we, when we, um, when we're in, when we're in nature, we're, we're on this trip, we recognize how many gifts we've been given that support our journey. And there's this beautiful prayer that we think of oftentimes at the Bhakti Center because so many people have contributed to where we are today. Um, it says, we build on foundations we did not lay. We warm ourselves by fires we did not light. We sit in the shade of trees we did not plant. We drink from wells we did not dig. We profit from persons we did not know. This is as it should be. Together we are more than any one person could be. Together we can build across the generations. Together we can renew our hope and faith in the life that is yet to unfold. 
Together we can heed the call to the ministry of care and justice. We are ever bound in community. May it always be so. Mm-hmm. And so when we see little gifts dropping to us in our life, you know, some of us may think, oh, it's about time. I got a little bit of slack, you know. But we can just think, wow, what a beautiful gift. Mm-hmm. A gift of grace, a gift of God, a gift from others. You know what I mean? And sometimes that gift may not come in the flavor of ice cream we were preferring. It may come a little bit bitter. It may come a little bit harsh. It may come a little bit strong. It may come a little bit um, confusing. But it, it is really a gift. And we can be reminded of that. We know, sometimes we need people around us to remind us of how the things in our life can be a gift. And so keep those people close to you. That's what we're here today. The great, uh, the great Samuel Jackson said that we need to be reminded more than we need to be instructed. Not Samuel Jackson, Samuel Douglas. Samuel Douglas said that. And, uh, and so we're here to remind each other. That's all we're, we're here. We're here to remind ourselves. I'm here to remind you. You're here to remind me. We're all here to remind each other. We love you guys so much. Ananda Yini, Michelle Berger. Michelle Berger, so beautiful. Can you please post that prayer somewhere to read again? Yes, we will post it somewhere. Bryn, thank you so much for being here. Zoe, Monique, iHeart Shanti, Sundari, thank you guys all so much. We are live here every day, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8.55 for the prayer on Instagram Live. We're also, we have a Zoom link. We For people who want to join on Zoom, we're here every day also. And we're going to start posting these um, recordings on YouTube Live and also getting to a point in the next week or two to start broadcasting them on podcasts so you can have um, them as recording, share them with friends. You know, we're just getting started. We're figuring this out as we go. Um, thank you all so, so much. Um, and please write to us. Please keep in touch. We want to hear from you. And uh, just a reminder, somebody's posting Samuel Jackson. No, he did not say that. It was Samuel Douglas. <laughs> just to quote people correctly. Um, anyways, it's time for us to go. It's 935. Love you all so much. And please be in touch. And we will see you next time. Love Signing you, bro. Off. Signing off.